The Cuckoo Wood by Edmund Beale Sargant Read for LibriVox.org by Joanna Michael Hoyt Cuckoo, are you calling me, or is it a voice of wizardry? In these woodlands I am lost, from glade to glade of flowers tossed. Seven times I held my way, and seven times the voice did say, Cuckoo! Cuckoo! No man could issue from this underwood, half of green and half of brown, unless he laid his senses down. Only let him chance to see the snows of the anemone heaped above its greenery. Cuckoo! Cuckoo! No man could issue from the master wood. Magic paths there are that cross, some beset with jeweled moss and boughs all bare, where others run, bluebells bathe in mist and sun, past a clearing filled with clumps of primrose round the nutwood stumps, all as gay as gay can be, and bordered with dog mercury, the wizard flower, the wizard green, like a Persian carpet scene. Brown dead bracken lies between, and wrinkled leaves, whence fronds of fern still untwist and upward turn. Cuckoo! Cuckoo! No man could issue from this wizard wood, half of green and half of brown, unless he laid his senses down. Seven times I held my way where new heaps of brushwood lay, all with withies loosely bound, and never heard a human sound. Yet men have toiled, and men have rested by yon hurdles darkly breasted, woven in and woven out, piled four square, and turned about to show their white and sharpened stakes like teeth of hounds or fangs of snakes. The men are homeward sped, for none loves silence and a sinking sun. Cuckoo! Cuckoo! Woodmen know souls are lost that hear it so seven times upon the wind to lull the watchdogs of the mind. A stranger wood you shall not find. Beech and birch and oak agree here to dwell in company. Hazel, elder, few men could name the kinds of underwood. Summer and winter haunt together, and a golden light with misty weather. Tis summer where this beech is seen defenseless in its virgin green. All its leaves are smooth and thin, and the sunlight passes in, passes in and filters through to a green heaven below the blue. Lo, the branches fall and trace a circle round that mystic place, guarded on its outward side by hyacinths in all their pride. And within dim moons appear, wax and wane. I go not near. Cuckoo! Cuckoo! How we fear sights and sounds that come and go without a cause for men to know. Why, for a whispered doubt, should I shun that other beech-tree high, red and watchful, still and bare, with a thousand spears in air guarding yet its treasured leaf from storm and hail and winter's grief? Unregarded on the ground, leaves of yesteryear abound. For what is autumn's gold to one that hoards a life scarce yet begun? Let me so renew my youth, I defend it, nail and tooth, rooting deep and lifting high. For this my dead leaves hiss and sigh and glow as on the downward road to the dog-snake's dread abode. Noxious things of earth and air get you hence, for I prepare to flaunt my beauty in the sun when all beside me are undone. Cuckoo! Cuckoo! Pan shall see the surge of my virginity overtop the sobered glade. Luminous and unafraid, near his sacred oak I'll spread lures to tempt him from his bed. His couch, his lair, his form shall be by none but by the fair beech tree. O oh, cunning oak, what is your skill to hold the god against my will? Keep your favors back like me. With this favor he shall see orange hues of jealousy. 
Show your leaf in early prime, it shall be dark before its time. Me you shall not rival ever. Silver birch, would you endeavor, trembling in your bridal dress, to win at last a dog's caress? Through your twigs so thin and dark shows the black and ashen bark, like a face that underneath tightened eyebrows looks on death. Think not, dwarf, that Pan shall find aught about you to his mind. Cuckoo! Cuckoo! All shall try to win him, but the beech and I, man and tree made one at last, alone have power to hold him fast. Cuckoo! Cuckoo! Forth I creep when the flowers fall asleep, and upgather odors rare floating on the misty air, all to be imprisoned where my sap is rising till they reach the swelling twigs, and thence shall each separate scent be shaken free as my flowers and leaves agree. Rare and sooth those flowers shall be. Cunningly will I devise colors to delight the eyes, slipping from my fissured stem to get by stealth or stratagem the glory of the morning petal. Where the bees at noontide settle, mine to rifle all their sweets. Honey and bee bread on the teats of my blossoms shall be spread, till the lime trees shake with dread of the marvels still to come when their bees about me hum. Welcome, welcome, cloudless night, is our labor ended quite? Are the mortal and the tree now made one in ecstasy, one in foretaste of the dawn? Crescent moon, sink, sink out worn. Stars be buried, stars be born. Mount and dip to tell aright the doings of the morrow's light. Mists assemble, hide me quite, till the sun with growing strength grips your veils and length by length tears them down from head to foot. Then to the challenge I am put. Tell me, busy, busy glade, half in light and half in shade, is your world of wood folk there? All are come but the mole and hare. One is blind, and underground of that tumult hears no sound. The other pan has crept within, to bask a field in the hare skin. All are come of woodland fowl but the cuckoo and the owl. The owl's asleep, and the cuckoo bird nowhere seen is eachwhere heard. Cuckoo! Cuckoo! Those that see the leafing of this great beech tree and its flowers of every kind, woodland lovers have in mind. Those that breathe the scented wind or touch this bark of satin could never issue from our wood. Tell me, busy, busy glade, are little flying things afraid? All are come of airy folk, gnats that hover like a smoke, butterflies and humblebees, insects winged in all degrees, honey toilers, pleasure makers of labors and of joys forsakers, round these boughs to live and die. Only the moth and the dragonfly keep their haunts and come not nigh. The moth is moonstruck. She must creep with twitching wings and half asleep through folds of darkness. And that other, the dragonfly, Narcissus' brother, flashes all his burnished mail in a still pool adown the dale. Tell me, busy, busy glade, shifting eye in light and shade, are the dryads peeping forth more in wonder than in wrath? each beneath her own dear tree, parting her hair, that she may see how queens put on their sovereignty. All are come of Pan's own race, nymphs and satyrs fill the place, necks outstretched and ears a-twitching, that Pan may know of all this witching. Heedless stumble the goat feet till four-footed things retreat. Cries of ah and aye and eh scare the forest birds away, and their notes that rang so clear at dawn you now shall rarely hear. Only a robin here and there pitches high his trembling voice in a challenge to rejoice. Cuckoo! Cuckoo! 
How two notes stolen from all woodland throats make the satyrs stand like stone, waiting for Pan to call his own. How the couching dryads seem to root themselves as in a dream, and the naiads, wan and whist, to melt into an evening mist. Tell me, silent, silent glade, all in light that once was shade, all in shade that once was light, how went the creatures from my sight? Where are the shapes that turned to stone, and my tree that reigned alone? Red and watchful, still and bare, with a thousand spears in air stand the beech that you would bind unlawfully to human mind. Gone is every woodland elf to the mighty god himself. Mortal, you yourself are fast. Doubt not Pan shall come at last to put a leer within your eyes that pry into his mysteries. He shall touch the busy brain lest it ever teem again, point the ears and twist the feet, till by day you dare not meet men, or in the failing light mutter more than, Friend, good night. Tell me, whispering, whispering glade, am I eager or afraid? Do I wish the god to come? What shall I say if he be dumb? Tell me, wherefore hiss and sigh those shriveled leaves? Has Pan gone by? Why do your thousand pools of light gaze like eyes that fade at night? Pan has but twang. Pan's eyes are bright. Cuckoo! Cuckoo! See, yon stakes gape and grin like fangs of snakes. Not snakes nor hounds are mouthing thus. Pan himself is watching us. Cuckoo! 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 Now the god is breasting the hillbrow. Cuckoo! Cuckoo! Pan is near. Joy runs trembling back to fear. Cuckoo! Cuckoo! All my blood knocks through the heart whose every thud chokes me, blinds me, drains my madness. As one half-drowned, I feel life's gladness ooze from each pore. Towards the sun downhill I reel that fain would run. Cuckoo! Cuckoo! Thornless seem briars that part as in a dream. Cuckoo! Cuckoo! Hazel boughs hurt not, though they blood the brows. Cuckoo! In a meadow prone at last I lie, my wits my own. And in my hand I clasp the flower to counteract that magic power. The cuckoo flower in a lilac sheet under body, head, and feet. Above me apple blossoms fleck the cloudless sky, a neighboring beck with many a happy gurgle goes down to the farm through alder rose. Strange it is, and it is sweet, to hear the distant mill-wheel beat, and the kindly cries of men turning the cattle home again, the clank of pails and all the shades of laughter of the busy maids. Now is come the evening star, and my limbs new-blooded are. So beside the stream I choose a path that patient anglers use, which with many twists and turns brings me where a candle burns, a lowly light through cottage panes seen and hid and seen again. Cuckoo! Now you call in vain. I am far and I am free from all woodland wizardry. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.